in the US, women make 80% of all the healthcare decisions. And working age females spend around 30% more per capita on healthcare compared to males, which means women are consumers. Women do care about their health and consume digital solutions, which shows that definitely there's much more needed on the market. Hello, and welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps marketers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs sell more effectively to the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Each fortnight, we bring you a deep diving interview with a marketing specialist from around the globe who can help you gain insights about this influential consumer. Let's hear from our host, Katrina McCarter. There's a significant shift taking place in the business world right now. Women are using technology to solve real pain points that they've experienced for years and that have up until now largely been ignored by brands. Known as Femtech, it involves using technology to create innovative new products and services which focus on women's health. And joining me to discuss the growing opportunities in the Femtech industry is a global advocate and great supporter of the Femtech industry, Maria Budkovic. Uh, she is the founder of Women of Wearables, and we are going to deep dive down into discussing the growing opportunities within the Femtech industry. And Maria is going to share with us just how brands and business owners can get involved too. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast. I'm your podcast host, Katrina McCarter, and today we are going to be talking about a new industry which has emerged over the past five to 10 years. It's called Femtech, and it is one of eight key focus areas for the future of Marketing to Mothers that I identify in my latest book, The Mother of All Opportunities. And joining me today is one of the contributors to my book and a leading global femtech spokesperson and advocate, Maria Butkovic. Welcome to the show, Maria. Thank you so much, Katrina. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here. And the same. I've been so looking forward to having you on the show. Now, for our listeners, can you please share a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do? Absolutely. So I have a very diverse background and portfolio career. Um, I was a corporate lawyer for eight years before I got into tech, which was in 2014. And then I moved to London from Croatia. My roots are, um, I'm from Croatia originally. And I was really curious about the world of technology and, you know, how women are involved. And at that time, it was uh, even more male dominated than it is today. So I, I got into wearable technology in, into hardware space. I was part of another um, wearable tech business at that time. And then that basically led me to the business that I'm running today. So I gradually shifted towards tech, being a marketing consultant, social media consultant. Um, and then in 2016, I started um, working more with startups uh, as a startup mentor and advisor in several London startup incubators. And then I started Women of Wearables, which is my organization for women in emerging technologies, primarily wearable tech, fashion tech, smart textiles, femtech, health tech, and so on. So um, that started as a very very small project, side project, and then it turned out to be a proper business a couple of years later. And now we have a 
global thriving community of more than 20,000 members in 30, I think, four or five countries now. We've run more than 100 events over the past few years. We've had numerous partnerships with incredible companies and organizations. And I'm very, very proud to say that the feedback so far was overwhelmingly positive. Um, people and women primarily, they need support network. They need support on their journeys as startup founders and technologists. And yeah, we are doing some very exciting things, which I'll be mentioning a bit later. Fantastic. And just for our Australian listeners, women of wearables are very active here in Australia as well. And uh, I know that there's a thriving group operating out of Sydney. So I would encourage you to have a look at some of those meetups. Now, Maria, I know that my listeners are going to ask me, they're going to ask me, what is Vemtech and what does it include? And I'd love to get your take on this. Absolutely. And you'd be surprised how many people actually ask me this because when you when you Google Femtech, for example, growth in Google search, actually search will suggest you edtech growth, which means that even some of the you know biggest search engines still are not quite sure, you know, what term are you referring to? But Wikipedia says and many other resources that femtech in general or female technology is a term applied to a category of software, diagnostics, different products and different services that use technology that's focused on women's health. So women's health is at, at, at the core of femtech. So it can be anything from uh, fertility solutions, period tracking apps, pregnancy care, nursing care, sexual wellness and well-being, reproductive health care and so on. Um, if you ask me personally, I definitely think it's very important to highlight that femtech doesn't involve only reproductive health solutions. It can be any solution related to women's health, because there are certain diseases and illnesses and challenges that women face that experience them differently than men, for example, heart attacks or Parkinson's disease or so on. So it's, it can be any solution targeted at women's health that's aiming to solve problems that they are experiencing differently than men. Yeah, and it's often looked at from a female lens. So, so from from my perspective, it, it's tackling health issues that have been overlooked for many, many years, and it's seeing it through a different set of eyes and a different lens now. Yes. One of the things that I wanted to talk about with femtech is that the space is still very much in its infancy. I know that the majority of businesses have actually only kind of launched in the last few years, and I wanted to know how big is the market and what's it valued at. Absolutely. So some predictions, some research has shown, mainly the one that's widely cited by Frost and Sullivan, is that the industry will be valued 50 billion by 2025. But I actually think that's an understatement. I think it's going to be much bigger than that. But in general, digital health market, where, where Femtech comes under, I would say, is expected to reach 530 plus billion by 2025, which is massive. Um, another interesting stat is that 35% of femtech inventors are primarily women and two thirds of femtech founders are women, which means that there's definitely huge opportunity for investors as well if they want to push for greater gender diversity uh, through their investment portfolio to invest in female businesses by investing in femtech. 
And now that doesn't mean that we do get the same amount of funding, unfortunately, only around 4% of the overall funding for research and development for healthcare products and services goes to femtech and women's health industry. Another interesting stat that I found when I was doing uh, some research in the femtech space, which again shows uh, the potential of the industry, is that in the US, for example, women make 80% of all the healthcare decisions and working age females spend around 30% more uh, per capita on healthcare compared to males, which means that women are consumers. Women do care uh, about their health and they do consume digital solutions, which shows that definitely there's much, much more needed on the market. And another trivia information, I would say, which I always mention when I talk about femtech is that when Apple, for example, launched their Apple Watch more than a few years ago now, they didn't have a single feature that would cater to women within all the features that Apple Watch was offering. You couldn't track your period, you can track your ovulation. There was literally anything, wasn't anything for women, which means that probably they didn't even have a woman on their design team. And ever since then, we've seen surgeons of different solutions for women that do address these needs and, and challenges for women, which is precisely why I think femtech is so much needed. Oh, is it ever? And I love some of those stats that you shared with us With us, then. It's certainly a, a high growth industry. And I've noticed that it's starting to get quite a lot of attention or increasing attention from investors. I think we've seen about a billion dollars invested over the last five or six years. I'm keen to understand what's leading this change. That's a really good question. I would say that the whole awareness around femtech has grown significantly over the past few years. And that's great because there's 50% of us on this planet, right? Women cannot be niche. Uh, not even women, you know, uh, menstruators, for example, in general, um, uh, as, I, as I like to call them. So there's a lot of non-binary people as well. And I think this whole femtech movement will actually elevate the whole range of different topics and solutions for them as well, which I think is really good. But ultimately, I would say that Finally, industry and investors and media as well have started to realize what the potential it is to focus and drive innovation, but also drive investments uh, in this space. And uh, media obviously plays a huge role in this. And, you know, it can be, you know, high, you know, street media publication, it can be podcasts like this, but it's I think it's really important that we keep the conversation going and that we finally remove the stigma uh, around certain topics, that certain topics are not a taboo anymore, and that we can really openly, transparently talk about them. Because so far, there has been been a lot of uh, red tape around certain topics in femtech, like periods, like menopause, like miscarriage. And I think it's finally time that we address this, that this is normal, that this is something that can happen to to anyone. And that uh, in order to get better support for these challenges and issues, first step towards that is let's start openly talk about it. Oh, I know. And it's such an exciting time to be in the industry. Marketing to Mums, the podcast, is proudly brought to you by the Marketing to Mums Assessment. This personalised diagnostic report will help you understand how your brand is currently performing in your Marketing to Mums activities. 
The Marketing to Mums assessment will clearly identify your gaps and opportunities and provide you with a series of recommendations to attract, engage and convert more mothers and their families to your business. You can find out more about Marketing to Mums assessment on the website at www.marketingtomums.com.au forward slash assessment. I'd love to talk about some of the femtech success stories. And I was wondering if you might be able to share with us maybe two or three femtech examples. Absolutely, absolutely. So for example, a really interesting company from the US that we have as a speaker as well, its founder and CEO at our upcoming Femtech conference, so which I'll be talking a bit later is, for example, Maven Clinic. Um, it's a virtual clinic dedicated for women and family health uh, based in New York. And they raised more than $40 million so far. Uh, and they definitely come under the umbrella of, um, you know, biggest successes I would say in femtech so far and they're basically on-demand digital care clinic and they assist mothers and future moms and families in in general during conception throughout pregnancy and postpartum and they offer video appointments which comes obviously very handy uh, now in this pandemic time and private messaging and they have the whole network of uh, health practitioners and and doctors uh, on hand and uh, family benefits platform as well, which is, I think, very important and also shows upcoming trend in the whole employee benefit space as well, because a lot of employers actually have started realizing that on top of what they are already offering to their employees, like standard uh, employee benefits that many companies have, there's a lot of other uh, new things that, you know, people are asking for that they need, that they, they want to see within the, you know, employee benefits portfolio within the company like IVF egg freezing tracks, different adoption, surrogacy, loss tracks, postpartum, partner, whatever. It can be career coaching support, you know, life coaching around these these situations. So it's really interesting to see that more and more companies are adopting that and more employers are becoming increasingly aware that this is something they have to offer to their uh, staff members, to their teams, because ultimately it's not about only attracting the best and it's about retaining it. So Maven Clinic is definitely one of those companies um, that I definitely would like to highlight. Um, there's a lot of interesting companies in gadget space, in wearable tech space, in different, uh, I would say, uh, devices for women that they can use throughout their whole pre-pregnancy, pregnancy, post-pregnancy, menopause um, areas of life, so to say, because um Maybe not every woman will go through pregnancy, but probably all women will go through menopause, right? So um, I've seen a huge trend in menopause, actually, uh, businesses that are thriving uh, over the past few years. And finally, menopause as a category has become much more uh, talked about, much more recognized. So, for example, Geneve, also from U.S., they are a platform for menopause that provide really holistic approach to women who are experiencing menopause symptoms from uh, telemedicine to different products to consultations with their experts to support network and so on, which I think is really, really much needed because women do need support throughout their whole lives. Um, and one of the experts that I was speaking recently really put this uh, in, a, in an incredible way, in a very short, incredible way 
say to me and and she said you know men uh their hormonal cycle changes within 24 hours and that's it tomorrow it's the same again for women uh it changes throughout 30 days but it changes throughout the whole life basically right so um we definitely need really different solutions to to cover what we need to cover our needs throughout the whole life they were a couple of great examples and being a woman over 45 I'm particularly interested uh, in those femtech businesses that are dealing with both perimenopause and menopause I agree I think that there is enormous opportunities in this field and I really for me I think that the next five to ten years we're going to see some amazing uh, new developments in that space one of the ones that I wanted to mention in terms of success stories and I know I'm probably putting you on the spot here a bit Maria is Elvi uh, with their silent wearable breast pumps. I absolutely love this business. It's probably one of my one of my favorite in the femtech space. I think that they are doing such a wonderful a wonderful job and we'd love to get um, to get Tanya on the show at some stage. I want to actually talk about wearables now and I want to understand just for our listeners what does the wearables category include and can you share some examples with us from around the globe? Absolutely. So wearables as a category have changed dramatically over the past, uh, I would say, five years or so ever since I've, I've got into this space. And um, if, you, if you asked uh, an average consumer what wearables are a few years ago, probably most of people will tell you, oh, it's a smartwatch, it's a fitness tracker, and that's basically it. And um, rightfully so, because first wearables were very clunky, very bulky, uh, dark colored. Um, you could obviously see that they have been designed by men for men but that has changed so much um, over the past few years so wearable devices uh, obviously clues in the name are technological devices that you can wear around your wrist around your neck uh, on your finger this whole range of smart rings as well that cater to different needs and um, a lot of them are health tech devices as well so you can track calories how many steps you take what's your sleep pattern and so on uh, even your periods menstruation you know all sorts of things ovulation so I'm, I'm really glad to see that there's a really now whole range of these devices catering to women and men uh, and everyone else. So some of the most notable examples are some of the pioneers in this space who have emerged in 2014-13. So for example, one of the companies that we have uh, at our conference in June is Bella Beat. They are a company that uh, initially graduated from Y Combinator in 2014, and they have a whole range of wearable and smart products for women. They have a small jewelry leaf that you can wear as a as a brooch, as a as a penchant, as a necklace that tracks your uh, ovulation, your sleep patterns. You can uh, use it for meditation. They have a smart bottle and uh, that you can use to track how much water you take. They have a smartwatch as well. So many actually brands are thinking holistically about how to approach uh, women as a consumer, and they are trying to develop a variety of products that can, you know, address all the different needs women have. Another uh, example that I would say, again, as I mentioned, smart jewelry, but there's a whole range of wearable products that are imagined to to serve people of third age. 
Um, for example, there are devices uh, for Parkinson's disease that you can use, really tap to alert if you get lost, if something happens to you. There's a whole range of wearables for children. Uh, one of the companies that we have as part of our membership, Colleen uh, here from the UK, has developed this smartwatch for children that has only one single feature. So you can use it to track your child. Basically, it's like a GPS device so they can roam freely outside the house and you can always know where they are so they don't get lost and you can also use it to call them or they can use it to call you and that's it basically children love to you know they love smartwatches they want to feel they feel very cool when they wear it but uh, this type of smartwatch actually allows you to control what you use it for without you know thinking oh there are so many features I do actually need this for my small child another example that I will mention as you mentioned as well so whole range of hardware devices and wearable products potentially for you know moms and I think it's it's hugely important and relevant to to develop a variety of solutions for moms so anything from uh, pelvic floor exercises to breast pumps silent breast pumps LV is one of the brands as you mentioned there's Willow in the US um, so there's so much of that and uh, another I would say uh, category that's that doesn't have technology element per se but it's still within the femtech space I would say it's a femcare space. It's a whole range of organic, uh, very often uh, CBD-infused intimate hygiene products that has emerged over the past few years that has completely changed the landscape of this industry and how the industry looks like. So it can be anything from 100% organic tampons, recyclable materials, uh, and obviously all those brands are very sustainable, which I think is another very important movement that we have to address within the technology space because a lot of businesses these days are thinking about uh, you know how do I actually contribute to sustainability with everything that I do so there's so much actually out there uh, that's addressing women's needs and wearables is only one small part of that Oh, oh, look, it's it, as I said before, it's such an exciting time um, to be involved in this space. I'm keen to understand how can brands get involved in femtech and wearables? You know, is there a role that they can play? What can they do? Absolutely. What I've seen is that obviously there's there has been a surgence of small company startups that are more agile, more ready to innovate in this space, which was great. But I think we, we have to include all the key stakeholders and key players in, in order to, to really build an ecosystem. That's the, the, the key word, I would say, because femtech as industry, as you, as you mentioned, is very nascent. It's very young. And in order to, uh, you know, get it thrive, ecosystem needs to be created. So we definitely need pharma companies, experts, uh, clinicians and clinics, universities, investors to come together to support these new emerging companies, to invest in them, to invest in them, not only money, but also with with their knowledge, with their skills, with their resources and services, so we can actually uh, all contribute to this new budding industry. Another exciting thing that I noticed recently is that a lot of brands, a lot of companies are uh, investing in different Uh, opportunities for startups through grants to different awards through cash prizes which is incredible I think because when you run a very small company obviously funding is one of your main preoccupations you know how do I get money to grow my business how do I get money to to start my business even right and obviously you can bootstrap but you can bootstrap only to a certain extent but getting that first 
money or first check from someone is sometimes it can make or break your business. So there's a lot of interesting opportunities in the space. We have partnered through Women Awareable Activities with some of those challenges. For example, Grand Challenges Canada, they run different grants opportunities in the femtech space. They just recently closed one for new innovative solutions for pregnancy termination in third world countries because it's a very highly relevant issue that's specifically you know relevant for, for that part of the world then uh, there's hitlap in the, in new york that we have partnered for another year they're doing some incredible work and they have partnered with some pharma companies in the past that and given some grants for um, most innovative femtech companies and very recently i think last week or two weeks ago we have joined women's health coalition that was started by springboard enterprises in the us you should definitely check them out women's health on which platform they have brought all communities and organizations that are doing incredible work in the femtech space and uh, they will provide a list of resources and you know they will serve as a platform for events and then obviously there's a lot of interesting communities similar to what we do at women or wearables that are specifically aiming at femtech industry like femtech collective nicole who's the founder of femtech collective is actually our ambassador in san francisco uh catherine from femtech Insider. She's doing some incredible work in this space. Femtech Focus, Brittany from uh, from US. She also runs a really cool podcast as well. So there's so much happening. And I'm actually really happy that there's so much out there because uh, together we are definitely stronger. Uh, collaboration is the key, I would say. That's my key message for, for this question. We all have to collaborate. There's enough space for everyone. And by collaboration, we can elevate each other and, and definitely give more visibility to each other's activities. Yeah, wonderful. There was some great gold that you shared in there. And I just wanted to let our listeners know that I will make sure that we get links to all of those businesses that uh, Maria has just mentioned into our show notes. So you'll be able to get those links. Your podcast host, Katrina McCarter, has launched her second book. Called The Mother of All Opportunities, this book has been written for board directors, C-suite, senior marketers and business owners to shine a light on the enormous opportunities for growth which exist in the mum market. Katrina demonstrates why now is the right time to rethink your relationship with the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Fast track your brand and build a competitive advantage by gaining critical research-based insights into this massive and underserved market. If you live in Australia, you can get your copy from www.marketingtomums.com.au forward slash book. If you live overseas, you can get your copy from Amazon. Maria, I know you have got something very exciting coming up. You are actually running the world's first virtual global conference for the femtech industry uh, very, very soon. And I know that it's attracting a great deal of interest from both businesses and brands around the globe. I I grabbed my ticket the minute they were released because I think that it's such an important time within the femtech industry with lots of new opportunities that are emerging. I wanted to see if you you could share a little bit about the Femtech Forum uh, for our listeners and what can people expect to learn at the conference and how can they even get themselves a ticket? 
Absolutely. So yes, that's a that's a big project that I mentioned a couple of times that we have been planning for a few months now, and I'm so excited. And um, so the Femtech Forum uh, is taking place on 25th of June, Thursday. Uh, so in a in a few weeks' time, and it's an all day celebration. It's an all day event of sessions and panels and fireside chats about all things femtech and women's health. So key focus will be on tech powered solutions and products that are disrupting the market, changing our everyday lives for the better. So we'll be joined where by 30 plus of experts, startup founders, investors, clinicians to discuss the current state of the art for for the femtech, but also what's next for femtech. So we'll be talking about really wide range of topics, fertility, sexual health, designing products for modern women, gender gap in medical research, and so on. So it's it's going to be very exciting. And uh, for the for the femtech forum, we really wanted to focus on most innovative companies. So in the morning for the morning sessions, we start at nine a.m. We'll be featuring some of the most innovative European companies and investors. And then we'll have a lunch break around 1 p.m. And then in the afternoon, we're continuing with more focus on U.S. companies, on U.S. investors. We'll also be joined by some accelerators that have invested a lot in femtech, like Y Combinator, which is really well-known accelerator. We'll have Portfolio, which is a U.S. fund that has a specific like dedicated fund for femtech. Uh, we also have investors panel in the morning featuring three incredible female investors in this space. So if people want to book their ticket, they can do so on Ventbrite on our website, uh, womenawearables.com slash femtechforum. And what we have prepared for your audience, Katrina, is that 10 lucky quickest listeners can use the code Katrina to book their free ticket, complimentary ticket. So we still have some standard tickets left. Early birds are all gone within a couple of weeks. We've sold more than 500 tickets so far, which obviously is another proof that people want to hear about femtech they want to learn what's new in this industry they want to learn what are the upcoming trends and how they can get involved so i'm really really excited about that oh and so you should be maria hats off i'm so impressed by uh, the lineup that you have at this conference that is a lovely generous offer uh, for 10 free tickets so uh, brands business owners make sure that you jump on board and secure your ticket i'll be there it'll be thursday night in australia from about 6 or 6 30 and i'll be tuning in through the evening listening to that so i will have those links also if you're wanting to get yourself a ticket maria i wanted to ask beyond the femtech forum i'm sure you'll probably want a little break but what's next after that for women of wearables that's a really good question katrina you know what uh our wow team primarily our chief marketing officer anya and myself and anya is a good friend of mine we we really put a lot of effort into organizing the forum. So uh, we already agree that during the summer, we're taking a break and we'll be, you know, coming up with a cutting plan for what's next for a while for fall. But I would say that the goal for us is really to establish, you know, what are the key things our community needs and deliver on those. So um, we have been experimenting for quite a long time with a with the, with the thought, with the idea of maybe running a mentoring program for women in these industries. And I think this is something that we definitely want to do sooner rather than later, because it's the feedback that we got from, from our community so far. Apart from the conference, um, we are also running regular monthly webinars. And this is something that we will continue doing 
from August. We'll resume doing those from August uh, onwards. So every month we run uh, one or two webinars focusing on different topics. Femtech will definitely and Heltech will remain as a webinar that we will run uh, regularly. And then, for example, in July, uh, we are running uh, a webinar about women in e-textiles and so on. So we always try to cover different topics. It can be wearables, it can be fashion tech. I would also say that the key thing for us is really to grow our membership base. I know that we have a, a really big membership base already, but uh, the somehow goal for us is really to grow it even bigger and to grow it uh, in a way that it's very diverse because uh, we want to get more women of color, more people of color as well in, in the in the tech industry. Fortunately, it's still quite male and white dominated and, and this has to change. So that's also one of the big goals for us. And I would say collaboration with brands as well. We want to explore how we can, uh, you know, um, drive value and create more impact for our community through collaboration with different brands. So far, we have really collaborated with more than 100 companies, big tech giants to conference organizers. So uh, we really want to push that more and, you know, make sure that we can offer our community also different, you know, discounts for products and services uh, from our partners and to give them visibility for their agenda, but also to enable our community to tap into other different communities and opportunities. And I would say also, last but not least, matchmaking startups with investors, you know, enabling our community members, educating them, informing them about investment opportunities and helping them get that investment, uh, especially women, because it's it's it can be very hard. Women get only a small fraction of venture capital investment, around 2%. And now you can imagine how small fraction of those 2% get women in emerging technologies like uh, wearables or hardware or smart textiles or femtech. So we really want to change that. And we, whatever we do, even if we help, help one female founder, we've done an amazing job. So I would say those are our big goals, I would say, till end of this year, but in the future as well. Wow, you are going to be busy, Maria. <laughs> make sure you have, make sure you get a good break. In. There's some wonderful, ambitious things. And I think that you're really right, just in terms of commenting on the mentorship. I, I know women in this space. I, I coach a lot of these, these women and they definitely need mentoring. And I also agree with you, they really need access and assistance and support in getting access to funding as well, funding opportunities. So I think that's wonderful that you are out there advocating and supporting and facilitating these meetings for them as well. I wanted to ask, Maria, if people wanted to learn more about yourself or about Women of Wearables, what's the best way for them to do so? If they check out our website, womenofwearables.com, it's very comprehensive. We have a lot of resources there. We have a Wow Women blog uh, where we feature female founders in this space. We have to get you, Katrina, on that blog as well. I'll definitely I'd follow, love to. follow up with that. But <laughs> So there's a lot of inspirational, hundreds of inspirational stories from women all over the world on that blog. We also have our events calendar where we update uh, everything that's happening, not only in London, where, where, where we are headed headquarter to where I live, but also in all our six international chapters. So San Francisco, Boston, Tel Aviv, Paris, Mandel and Sydney. 
and also I would say um, check out we have a we have a meetup group so meetup.com and you can find all our events on Eventbrite as well and we are obviously on all social media channels so you can follow us on LinkedIn Facebook Twitter Instagram and if anyone wants to connect with us directly I'd be more than happy to answer any questions or you know just chat with them we, we also run regular monthly uh wow members monthly gatherings where we welcome everyone both members and non-members who can ask us questions who can you know get to know us a bit more connect with our core team you know interact with other wow members globally so it's always takes it always takes place first wednesday of the month and actually one is happening tonight so everyone is welcome to join us and to to get to know us so uh so absolutely encourage people getting in touch with us and uh, sending us questions and we are very responsive we always try to answer to everyone's emails and connect with people yeah wonderful some great resources there and again our listeners I will make sure that they go in the show notes so this is one of those episodes where you really want to get over to the show notes because Maria has shared so many great resources so for our listeners now is the time to really get educated about femtech and the emerging opportunities that will come with it if you're a brand or a business owner I want you to think about how you can tap into and tackle these issues that have been previously overlooked for women I want you to consider investing in companies, but first and foremost, I really recommend that you learn. And I encourage you to join me virtually, of course, at the Femtech Forum in late June that's been organised by Maria. Now, Maria, I would love to thank you for sharing your knowledge and your expertise in educating us about the Femtech and wearables industry and for being part of Marketing to Mums, the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me and this is such a great opportunity to to spread the word about the work we are doing and um, as soon as you uh, publish recording of this session, I'll, we'll share it wide and long with our community. So thank you once again for this opportunity, Katrina. An absolute pleasure. Thank you, Maria. Would you like to learn more about the femtech industry? I highly encourage you to attend the global virtual conference, the Femtech Forum, that is coming up in June 2020. Maria has very kindly released 10 free tickets to Marketing to Mums podcast listeners. If you would like to snag one of those free tickets, I encourage you to head straight over to our show notes at www.marketingtomums.com.au forward slash podcast, and you'll be able to find the promo code that you need to use. I look forward to seeing you there. You've been listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps you drive sales and profit in your organization by developing a deeper understanding of the world's most powerful consumer, mums. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and a review and tell us what your key takeaway was or who your favorite guest was and why. If you would like to get the show notes from today's episode or any of the links mentioned, all you need to do is head to marketingtomums.com.au forward slash podcast. Don't forget to sign up to receive an email to let you know when the next episode is released. Thanks for listening.